Section 14 of According to Promise. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. According to Promise by Charles Spurgeon. Section 14. Taking Possession of the Promise. I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it. Genesis 28.13. Timorous souls find much difficulty in laying hold upon the promises of God as being made to themselves. They fear that it would be presumption to grasp things so good and precious. As a general rule, we may consider that if we have faith to grasp a promise, that promise is ours. He who gives us the key, which will fit the lock of his door, intends that we should open the door and enter. There can never be presumption in humbly believing God. There may be a great deal of it in daring to question his word. We are not likely to err in trusting the promise too far. Our failure lies in want of faith, not in excess of it. It would be hard to believe God too much. It is dreadfully common to believe Him too little. According to your faith, be it unto you, is a benediction from which the Lord will never draw back. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. It is written, they could not enter in because of unbelief. But it is never said that one who entered in by faith was censured for his impertinence and driven out again. Jacob, according to the text with which we have headed this chapter, took possession of the promised land by stretching himself upon it and going to sleep. There is no surer way of taking possession of a promise than by placing your whole weight upon it and then enjoying a hearty rest. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it. How often I have found the promise true to my own self. When I have accepted it as truth and acted upon it, I have stretched myself upon it as upon a couch and left myself in the hands of the Lord, and a sweet repose has crept over my spirit. Confidence in God realizes its own desires. The promise which our Lord made to those who seek favors in prayer, runs thus. Believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. This sounds strange, but it is true. It is according to the philosophy of faith. Say, by a realizing faith, this promise is mine, and straightway it is yours. It is by faith that we receive promises, and not by sight and sense. The promises of God are not enclosures, to be the private property of this saint or that, but they are an open common for all the dwellers in the parish of holy faith. No doubt there are persons who would, if they could, make a freehold of the stars and a personal estate out of the sun and moon. The same greed might put a ring fence around the promises, but this cannot be done. As well might misers hedge in the songbirds and claim the music of the lark and thrush as their own sole inheritance, as propose to keep promises all to themselves. No, not the best of the saints can, 
even if they wished to do so, put a single word of the God of grace under lock and key. The promise is not only unto you and to your children, but also to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. What a comfort is this! Let us take up our common rights and possess by faith what the Lord has made ours by a covenant of salt. Words spoken to Jacob belong equally to all believers. Hosea says of him, Yea, he had power over the angel and prevailed. He wept and made supplication unto him. He found him in Bethel, and there he spake with us. So that Jehovah spake with us when he spake with the patriarch. The wonders which God displayed at the Red Sea were wrought for all his people. For we read, There did we rejoice in him. See Psalm 66, 6. It is true, we were not there, and yet the joy of Israel's victory is ours. The apostle quotes the word of the Lord to Joshua as if it were spoken to any and every child of God. He hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Hebrews 13:5. The fact being that no word of the Lord ends with the occasion which called it forth or spends itself in blessing the individual to whom it was first addressed. All the promises are to believers who have faith enough to embrace them and plead them at the throne of grace. What God is to one who trusts Him, He will be to all such according to their circumstances and necessities. The Bible has its eye upon each one of us as it utters its words of grace. A Bampton lecturer has well said, We ourselves, and such as we are, are the very persons whom Scripture speaks of, and to whom, as men, in every variety of persuasive form, it makes its condescending, though celestial, appeal. The point worthy of observation is, to note how a book of its description and its compass should possess this versatility of power, this eye, like that of a portrait uniformly fixed upon us, turn where we will. Eye of God's word, where'er we turn, ever upon us thy kind gaze, doth all our depths of woe discern, unravel every bosom's maze. What word is this? Whence knowest thou me? All wondering cries the humbled heart, to hear thee that deep mystery, the knowledge of itself impart. This singular personality of the word to each one of a thousand generations of believers is one of its greatest charms and one of the surest proofs of its divine inspiration. We treat our Bibles not as old almanacs, but as books for the present, new, fresh, adapted for the hour, abiding sweetness dwells in undiminished freshness in the ancient words upon which our fathers fed in their day. Glory be to God, we are feasting on them still, or if not, we ought to be and can only blame ourselves if we do not. The wells of Abraham served for Isaac and Jacob and a thousand generations. Come, let us let down our buckets and with joy draw water out of the old wells of salvation, digged in the far-off days when our fathers trusted in the Lord and He delivered them. We need not fear that we shall be superstitious or credulous. The promises of the Lord are made to all who will believe them. Faith is itself a warrant for trusting. If thou canst trust, thou mayest trust. After being fulfilled 
hundreds of times, the words of promise still stand to be yet further made good. Many a time and oft have we stooped down to the spring head in the meadow and quaffed a cooling draught. It is just as full and free, and we may drink today with as much confidence as if we now stooped for the first time. Men do not keep their promises over and over again. It would be unreasonable to expect it of them. They are cisterns, but thou, O Lord, art a fountain. All my fresh springs are in thee. Come, reader, imitate Jacob, as he laid him down in a certain place, and took of the stones of the place for his pillows. So do thou. Here is the whole Bible for a couch, and here are certain promises to serve as pillows. Lay down thy burdens, and thyself also, and take thy rest. Behold, this scripture and its promises are henceforth thine. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it. End of section 14